Start your journey with master coach, clinical counselor, and Ayurvedic practitioner, Paris Mogtatter, to uncover new layers of your life. Together, we'll break the social conditioning that holds you back, giving you a way to improve physical health, greater emotional stability, and strengthen connections both within yourself and others. Unlock clarity on what you want in all five realms, body, mind, emotions, and spiritual alignment, plus a special connection to source for an extra sparkle. So don't hold yourself back any longer when it's time for transformation from unsure self-doubter into confident game changer. Let's get started today. Hello, my beautiful people. Welcome to the episode about weed. Um, here I am sitting in my Costa Rica home in the jungle, sending you some Pura Vida from Costa Rica. And um, I thought it would be really important to talk about this topic because a lot of you have reached out to me over the years about weed and marijuana, how it could be a sacred plant. Of course, it's a sacred plant, but how to use it and whether or not it's good for us. So let's kind of dive in and find out. I recently also posted something about avoidant attachment and how to deal with our partners or if us ourselves, we kind of have the tendency of being avoidant, how to see the signs and start opening up. And I'm bringing this up because avoidant attachment and using an herb-like weed are very much connected. There's a lot of people who are already avoidant attached and they use weed to kind of check out. And so I want to bring these two together a little bit for you today. So according to Ayurveda, um, cannabis in any shape or form is considered very tamasic. So in order to understand what tamasic is, I'm going to just give you a little overview of sattva, rajas, and tamas. These are the gunas or the qualities of our mind. So at any point of time, we have the ability to change and control the gunas and qualities of our mind. Um, You know a little bit about the doshas and how in our constitution we have a particular dosha, vata, pitta, and kapha. And we cannot change the state of our doshas that we were born with, with our prakruti, our constitution, that is not changeable. But the gunas of the mind, in fact, change with our lifestyle, what things we're doing at that moment, exercising, the foods that we're eating, the kind of love and the quality of the love that we're receiving can change the state of our mind. So guna means, the word guna in Ayurveda means quality. So we can go from sattva to rajas, 
from Rajas to Satwa or Tamas. And so what are these qualities of the mind? Let me just start by saying that you can think of Satwa as the balance between Rajas and Tamas and the light quality of our mind. Satwa is the purity character. It's like, you know, someone in your life that you know that is very calm and stable and you can, if, even if you don't have someone in your life that is like that, you can think of the Buddha or a character in your life that reminds you of the Buddha. Um, it can be Jesus. You know, all of these personas and personalities that have that sattvic character. And sattva is basically when our mind is balanced, it can see clearly, it can feel clearly, it manifests itself as purity, knowledge, harmony, and it's the characteristics of goodness, of joy, satisfaction, nobility, and contentment. So if you're content, you can think that you're in a sattvic place of mind. When we do meditation, any kind of meditation, the goal is that we're kind of quieting the rajasic parts of the mind. Rajas is the action of the mind. And we're bringing ourselves back to this place of goodness and joy and light and balance. This state is free of fear, of violence. It's warm and it's subtle. And so you know that you have been in a sattvic state of mind when any time in your life you felt that, ah, oh, I'm okay. Sometimes maybe even after a yoga practice you feel that. Sattvic people can be very pure and forgiving. So people who practice being in sattva or who are naturally sattvic, they can be very, they come across as being very pure and forgiving. Or you can go in and out of this estate and you know times in your life, well, you have felt this. There's so much purity in you and so much love in you that you can forgive others. So this state of mind is the state of mind that takes us closer to samadhi or liberation, to enlightenment. And a lot of people in the yoga world and in the Ayurveda world and in spiritual world, their goal is to increase their sattva guna. So they do that by eating particular foods that are sattvic in nature. They do that by doing particular pranayamas or breathing techniques or meditations that elevate their sattva so that they can reduce their rajas and tamas and be in sattva. You can do that both for your mind and your body. You can do this, as I said, by eating sattvic foods. And for example, fruits and vegetables are very, very sattvic, whole grains, legumes. Sattvic foods are usually fresh and pure and grow above the ground. So um, you can see this when your food is full of chronic juice and flow and colors the different vegetable colors and fruit colors. So that's one of the reasons why I love Costa Rica because it is a sattvic environment. There is a lot of sattva in nature. 
naturally. So when you place yourself in a place that has a lot of sattva, naturally, your gunas will shift and you will be in sattva. So for example, if you're going for a walk in nature, or you're sitting by the river, you could feel the sattva. The positive energies of sattva also come from the sunlight. So when we get sunlight and you feel that vitamin D and kind of feel that aliveness, sattva is present. By practicing yoga and living a non-violent lifestyle, surrendering ourselves to positive people and situation, and performing activities that bring us joy and increase the sattvic element. So if you are doing, you know, volunteering for any anything that is not for you, but it's for the well-being of others, you can be sure that your sattvic qualities will go up. So um, that is a little bit about sattva. How do we attain sattva? In Ayurveda, we use herbs that are sattvic, we use food that is sattvic, and we use activities like practices, asanas, and yoga practice that are sattvic. That's the goal of doing all of these practices. Now, let's talk a little bit about rajas. And rajas is the action of the mind. And we do need, by the way, all of these qualities to survive because if we didn't have the action of the mind, we wouldn't take action for anything. We would just be sitting there meditating. That's not helpful. So, The action of the mind, or rajas, is the expression of our passion. It's our energy and motivation. Rajas is characterized by a feeling of attachment, though, a longing, satisfaction, and desire. So rajas is very much the action we take in order to satisfy our desires. So because of rajas, we have careers, we have, we make money, we create families, we build our lives. So it's very much needed to have rajas, but it's only when we have too much of the rajas, the quality, the gunas of rajas in our mind that it becomes problematic. For example, um, having waking up and having an espresso and living in a very fast-paced environment like downtown New York City or Toronto or something like that and always being on that go 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 your job is a go 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 you're maybe you don't have enough time to to be really calm and content with your family and all the things thrown at us are very rajasic right now in our society so if we're constantly placing ourselves in a state of rajasic quality Like, for example, our workout is even like going for a run or being at the gym and running on the machine while there's fluorescent lights and all the sense organs are over-bombarded. Then that can create too much rajas. And too much rajas looks like being overwhelmed, um, not being able to sleep anymore, having insomnia, overthinking in the mind. And rajasic people, if there's too much rajas, guna going on they can become very attached to their uh, to their you know things that they belong to them they can become attached to the world of buying things or attached to things foods that are very rajasic and they kind of are very intense like alcohol like caffeine 
um, spicy foods, all of these will add to that guna aprajasic. Now we're going to come to learn a little bit about tamas. Tamas is the third guna of the mind and it's the opposite of rajas. It's the darkness of the mind. It is that quiet quality of the mind. And we need tamas as well because because of tamas, we can shut things down. We can go to sleep at night. We can start a project and also end it. If we don't have enough tamas, we would just never have the desire to end things. So in balance, we of course we need the tamas. But what happens when there's too much tamas, too much of that darkness, then we have too much of that impurity, too much darkness, too much laziness, too much of kind of being on the couch, not wanting to move and being very detached. And this is where the attachment theory comes into play. We talked about it, the avoidant attachment and how the avoidant attachment people, they check out. They don't want to be connected anymore. Something has happened in their childhood or in sometime along the way that was so hurtful to them when they made a connection, when they loved someone or when they were involved in a situation or a project or a relationship. And it really hurt them so much that they truly, their subconscious believes that if they disconnect and they check out, they will be safe. This is the place of safety for them. And so in the same way, anything that creates too much tamas brings that ignorance, brings that detachment. It prevents uh, of all beings from seeing the reality of things. I have seen tamasic people that were dragged into my clinic. Not They would never come by themselves. They were dragged by a family member or a partner or a wife or a husband to get help because they would never go out there and ask for help because they're in that darkness, that dark guna. It's a very heavy place to be. Um, and so tamasic foods can, can cause this and tamasic foods are you know, alcohol can do this, too much of processed foods, of leftovers, foods that don't have any color and taste to them. You know, when you kind of leave something on the counter and come back a few hours later and it has kind of become gray and has lost its juices and chronic flow and it's very gray, um, or you leave a food overnight and look at it the next day and it's not the same. So any of eating this type of food will create more of the tamas guna. Oversleeping will create tamas guna. If we don't have enough action in our life, we don't exercise or go for a walk or have a purposeful dharmic job, like a career that we, we really feel like it's our purpose, then we are going to be in tamas. So, um, if someone is tamasic, they can also be indulged in unethical practices and they love sensual pressure, pleasures and they can become addicted. Addiction is nothing but being in the state of tamas versus anxiety and fear and that hyper uh, being 
is a state of rajas. Depression is also connected to tamas. So um, our ego can become bigger if we're tamasic. So the reason why I'm telling you these is because going back to weed, weed is a very tamasic herb. So if you have someone in your life that is using weed in any shape or form, in any shape or form, and you see that they are kind of detached, overuse of this medicine can cause that. It, because they are putting themselves in the state of Thomas. That is why weed is not a very, you know, recommended herb in Ayurveda. It is medicine, and everything is medicine in Ayurveda, including alcohol, but in very small amounts and for very particular purposes. So it depends what your dosha is, what is going on with your vikruti or imbalance, what the state of the mind is. And if you would like to use CBD or THC for anything in your life, it has to be purposeful for what you're using it for. Yes, it kind of calms down the nervous system. So for someone who is super rajasic and they have that anxiety and fear in their mind and they cannot sleep at night, it might be helpful to take a little bit of this medicine. Or if this medicine is taken to go to different state of consciousness purposefully, like once in a while, there's nothing wrong with that. It is becoming more of a problem as we look at it oh, it's legal and so it must be good for me. So let me just take it every night. Purposelessly and mindlessly, you're taking it just to numb yourself out, just to check out. And when we're checked out, we cannot connect. We cannot connect to our partners, to our children. We cannot really be in this moment and live our life in the moment. We're somewhere else, we're checked out. So that is the problem with weed. And now research shows, as I shared Dr. Emmons video, and you saw that that research shows that weed can cause a lot of anxiety. It can even, it could cause us to become really withdrawn it could also cause us to become stuck in situations and not be able to see clearly what we need to do in a particular situation. It can detach us from other human beings and it can make us very fearful to a point where um, in the research they found that anxiety and fear and excess use of cannabis this makes sense why some people report self-consciousness, like being so self-conscious that they, can, they cannot go to public or they have anxiety or all of these things that happen. This is because of the relationship between rajas and tamas. So this drug being very tamasic and very stimulating the senses with the rajasic qualities and the rajasic qualities stimulate our dopamine levels. And this is when we become 
addicted to making money, shopping, movies, sex, food, endless number of stimulating activities that we are just going after to feel satisfied. And so some people are just going back and forth between these two states, Rajas, just going after things, that next desire, and then tamas, which is the darkness. And they're using this drug to, to basically find that calmness. So sattva in, in Ayurveda is, as I was saying, a state of natural self-awareness. Rather than the illusion of self-awareness that you may experience while you're high, sometimes you can find sattva with um, different drugs as well, which can help turn down the noises that are around, the chatterboxes that are around. However, if you can find sattva through meditation, self-discovery, yoga practices, particular foods that are sattvic, it's a different self-awareness state to be. So this is why we do yoga. When the mind is quiet and the body is more relaxed, we can gain that state of sattva. So um, to bring it all together, it's not that this medicine is not good for us. It's just understanding the t- context that we're using it in and being purposeful about it. Sure, cannabis is being used for pain now in the West and it has kind of um, become legalized and it has created a revolution in that way. So it's not to say that that's bad. It's just that to understand what we're using it for. For a tamasic person who is already experiencing qualities of tamas, depression, darkness, not having a purpose in life, all of these are tamasic. And if they want to use this drug, they can be sure that this is just going to take them and put them more into that tamasic cocoon and away from reality. So my dears, to bring this episode together for you, is weed good or not good for us? And just like anything in Ayurveda, it depends. It depends on who you are and what you're using it for. And I just want to finish by talking about weed and spirituality. So there was a Vedic use of cannabis in the context of spirituality. Yes, there was. But this was with the understanding that this drug could easily be abused and mask some of the deeper work that needed to be done. So it's not something that a lot of spiritual people and sages have used, but it has definitely been used. The medicinal benefits of cannabis are well studied and it's often for dialing down mental stress and giving the nervous system a break to heal, right? A break to heal, not something that is done all the time and just has us check out. So this is just like any other medicine. This is a medicine. You don't take a medicine all the time. 
You take it only when it's needed. So weed should be used only for purpose of healing and for specific reasons with great respect and moderation. And knowing the downside and addictive nature of chronic cannabis use are now have not become well understood. So just knowing that that's a thing. Uh, when I was in India in um, 19, um, it was 1990s and also in 2007, I was there to do my yoga studies. Any ashram I would go to, ashrams are places where yogis go to learn and study, they would be so clean. These ashrams are spiritual places. There is, you couldn't help but notice as soon as you would get there, there's this impeccable cleanliness about it. The floors are shiny and swept. There's flowers everywhere. There's no trash to be seen. Even if there is dirt around the, the ashrams, it's all swept away and beautiful and really nice for the eyes to see. And this is one of the qualities of sattva. When we're in sattva, we see clearly, we clean our homes in a particular way, we clean our lives in a particular way, we, we're more organized, maybe, you know, lighting up a scent or a candle or uh, an incense or sage to clear things out, out in our house. These are all qualities of sattva. I have not personally visited any temples or any ashrams that use cannabis. However, I've heard from my teachers that there's a temple, there's a couple of temples they had visited. And, you know, um, one of them is the Janaki temple that my teacher always says entered and it was all overgrown with weed, dirty, upswept, and not the most clean temple you've ever seen. So this is because these are the tamas qualities. A tamasic person would have lack of cleanness, organization, and there would be no attention to detail, and um, the sense of being withdrawn. So the tamasic states help us retreat from the world when needed but when there's too much of it it can come across as a lack of self-care cleanness and organization so am i saying weed is bad for you or maybe stoned yoga is bad for you well i'm gonna let you decide for yourself it might provide some initial benefit to those who are hurting from being overstimulated, um, it might help them to settle down a bit, handle physical strain in a yoga class or outside of it. But just remember that the traditional use of cannabis was primarily to help block pain, or in a spiritual senses, it was used as a temporary tool to help retrain the mind to be able to silence itself. So what I would suggest is you should be the master of your own nervous system, 
There are so many other tools. Use the somatic psychotherapy tools. Use your meditation tools. Bring your mind in the, into the vibration of healing with sattva. You can find your own spiritual path, my friends. And you do not need to use drugs that promise spiritual awakening. And that's it, my friends. I hope that you found this episode helpful. I'm always here if you have any questions. And Pura Vida from the land of Satwa. Hari Om.